This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. The morning run here with Melissa Joyce and Han 848 right now. And as we take a look at the top business stories of the day, property seems to be dominating the conversation of the business community at the moment. The Real Estate and Housing Developers Association, or REDA, uh, they've proposed a residential real estate trust, or REIT, to provide housing for the B40. And they say that this REIT should focus on providing public rental housing as an alternative to home ownership. Yeah, so Reda's research arm, Reda Institute, is in the process of finalising the proposal. According to Reda Institute's chairman, Dato Jeffrey Ng, once formalised, submissions will be made to the Ministry for Housing and Local Government as well as the Ministry of Finance. And if they agree, the next step will be to seek SC approval. Yeah, and look, this renting instead of owning concept, this is something that we have discussed right here on the program by our, well, my more illustrious predecessors on the morning run for years now, right? So the idea is like, is home ownership still the ultimate holy grail that we should all uh, strive towards? Is that the panacea when it comes to having a roof over your heads as opposed to renting, right? Is renting... Renting? (laughs) Sorry. Is renting? Let me roll my R's this morning. Renting uh, a more viable option, given the mismatch between the uh, supply and uh, and affordability of those in the market right okay. now. So, how will this wheat work? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really good. Well, well the, done, gov- the government can provide land in suitable locations. That's what they're saying, and also the wheat or the wheat undertakes the project at its own cost, and the wheat will also be given the right to rental returns from the development for thirty years at a prefixed rate. Right, but obviously, you know, there are still risks with any endeavor. I mean, so for example, um, so. W- I mean, when it comes to the affordability of the land that this um, these proposed developments will be on, like where will they be? I think they have said that the government, you know, could lend the lend a hand by you know giving up some giving land, land, right? Mm-hmm. And then also uh, look. Earlier this year, okay, REITs were allowed to take on development risk. In the past, they just manage the property, collect the income, disperse it to all these REIT holders, right? When so, you say development risk, means they can take on the property development themselves. Correct. Become property developers, not just REIT managers. Right, exactly. But um, with the existing guidelines by the SC, the Securities Commission, I think they're limited to about 15% right. of the total asset value, right? So how meaningful will this REIT be? You know, uh, Can they have a large enough asset asset value to perhaps mitigate some of these development risks. So this proposed uh, kind of rental uh, REIT would be I guess a competitor or to complement uh, Fund My Home is that how is it different from Fund My Home? Yeah, well, so, so far my home will involve the uh, P2P, that, that's peer-to-peer financing. So as opposed to getting that mortgage through the formal banking sector, you can, uh, well, as it stands right now, there's institutional investors uh, and possibly uh, it being opened up to retail investors, uh, I think, around the first quarter of next year. So it's a different element there. And that one fo- still focuses on home ownership. Like, no, ultimately, who has a share of equity there, right? Uh, well, this one, from what we gather from Reda right now, this appears to be solely focused on renting 
and then it's targeted at uh, the, the public housing sector for the B40. Yeah, because I think what, what Radar is trying to say also, and this was a point made by Kazana Research Institute, is that there should be a distinction made between home prices or house prices versus affordability. So you can bring down the house price, but if people cannot afford to buy it still, that's still an issue because of you know other financial commitments. We talked about the house to GDP ratio a lot on the, uh, on the house, program. House debt. House debt. Household debt, household yeah. debt to GDP ratio, right? So um, the idea is that uh, what Radar is trying to propose is that perhaps this could serve more of the B40 segment as opposed to um, other program, other platforms like uh, Fund My Home, which you know uh, some property players have come out to raise concerns that perhaps it's serving the investor more than the uh, house, house buyer. So what Radar is saying is that households earning less than what they found, uh, their research uh, data shows that households earning less than 2,300 ringgit a month showed that a majority of them may not be able to afford to buy homes. And that is why their proposal suggests that a core segment of the B40 will only be able to afford renting mm. through, I guess, in this case, they're proposing this REIT development. But yeah, coming back to Fund My Home, I think uh, they, it's the scenario it would be the buyer pays 20% to own the property and 80% would be like when Han said it will be funded by investors for now it's institutions and later on if they get the SE approval then individuals can fund that through the P2P platform but after 5 years then they can revisit that but that's still like that 20%, right? You still have mm. to put down that 20%, which could turn out to be quite a significant amount. Yeah, well, judging by the stock that's uh, listed on the website right now, it's about 60 to 80 grand that you have to put down for that initial 20%. Now, I've heard some rumors about how well maybe that 20% could be diluted over the next five years. Uh, again, there are some key details about the Fund My Home program that we have uh, yet, yet to, uh, well, that has yet to be released. And I think the finance minister has said that, you know, this is something for the private sector to figure out uh, not so much the government, right? Uh, it's a private It's a sector. private initiative. Yeah, private yeah. initiative. Whereas I think this radar one, they have this uh, to point to note was, I think some news flow has it that they could look into proposing for the government to provide the land in suitable locations. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Well, the Star Biz this morning has a look at the uh, Fund My Home. Now, talking about crowdfunding schemes like Fund My Home, they uh, reckon that according to Chadam, uh, Chagamas President and CEO, Dato Chung Chi Leong, um, he's saying that uh, these uh, crowdfunding schemes are investments and not home ownership schemes because it is really more about investment. He is he says that though he's not against crowdfunding uh, and believes that could be benefits to some people within this space, but it is imperative that the buyer be aware upfront that it is it's an investment scheme. So you have to go into it with your eyes, eyes wide open. open. Yeah, because in a traditional bank mortgage, the buyer locks in the price at the time of putting down the down payment. But looking at this fund, my home scheme with the information that we have. Right now, a buyer can either sell the home or refinance the home via Fund My Home or a normal bank mortgage, I think after five years. Right. Okay, I invest in P2P. Okay, Mm -hmm. I invest in a couple of these P2P platforms. I'm not going to name names here. Uh, But one of them, right, I really got a a non-performing loan or default rate of 5%. Okay, and that's far substantial versus I think the NPL ratio for the formal banking sector of I think 1% or so, right? So 5%. But guess what? In my communication with the CEO of this platform, she's saying, nah, like, you know, you 
you got to kind of adjust it and like, try to bake in a default rate of about 10%. Okay? Right. Because, you know, P2P, again, these are individuals who uh, could not get the mortgage from these banks. They don't the meet normal the normal K- credit rating. Yeah, don't, rate, yeah. don't meet the KYC standards, mm-hmm. you know. So, and, and, the com- and what I'm investing in right now for the P2P are companies, right? Mm-hmm. Not individuals, right? So, obviously, the credit profile will be different. The asset base will be different. I get that. But generally speaking, broadly speaking, P2P is uh, appears to have more risk. Well, right? it's, so, it's more for the sophisticated for sophisticated investor. You have to know what you're getting into, mm-hmm. for sure. So, you know, as long as the details are made clear, the risks are made clear, and who wants to dive in, I guess, you know. And uh, that everybody understands it. Mm-hmm. All the stakeholders understand uh, the whole uh, concept of it. Yeah, so this is where I think the, the dilemma is, right? So whether if, you know, if you're a sophisticated investor and you're going into this, uh, this scheme, then you'll know the risks. But what if you are the home buyer? Right. So mm-hmm. uh, would a scheme like Fund My Home uh, benefit more the uh, investor as opposed to the home buyer? And that, I think, is the contention that most people are struggling with. So I think uh, the idea is whether we can, I guess, compare, you know, we need a little bit more clarity and more mm-hmm. details when it comes to this. We also have uh, news about uh, Singapore Airlines. Uh, their second quarter net profit plunged 81% on the back of higher fuel costs. So uh, profit fell to about 56 million Sing dollars. That's about 172 million ringgit. Compared to a year earlier, it was 290 million dollars. Yeah, and they're not the only ones. I think Lufthansa, Cathay Pacific and Air China, they have all been hit by the surge in fuel costs recently and according to International Air Transport Association, they have cut its outlook for Singapore Airlines for airline profitability for the current year by 12% from an earlier estimate. I guess this whole oil prices, I mean, the surge in oil fuel, that's going to pose a challenge for SIA and a lot more and other airlines because for SIA, they're in the midst of a transformation program and the carrier is looking to cut cost and boost revenue. Mm. Yeah, you know, a whole bunch of these uh, full-service carriers from uh, Cathay, uh, uh, Cathay to Singapore Airlines and I had to go through this transformation program. Obviously, Malaysia Airlines as well still going through that. Where the end is on that, who knows, right? Uh, but looking at uh, uh, how oil prices have performed in recent weeks, right? For, I mean, on this record slump right now, that could support Singapore Airlines and all these carriers moving forward in terms of their fuel costs. Mm. And we're going to be talking about uh, the oil market outlook with Dodge Dolan in about 15 minutes or so, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But for now, we have the 9 o'clock news bulletin. Over to you, Sabrina Magdalene, BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.